successful parenting is mastering some roles. Information you must take in. And just to clarify when I'm talking about roles, I don't mean cheese tuna or bacon. Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters. Helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm going to tell you the four roles I think you need to try and master if you want to be a successful parent. I'm a happily married father of three and we live on the south coast of the UK near Brighton. I started this podcast because I really want to create an online community that supports parents, specifically dads, and specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow my podcast, or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. The first role I think you have to try and master as a dad is that of a motivator. One of the things I think is difficult about being a dad and a mum as well is that quite often now that you're a parent, you have to put a lot of your own stuff in a box and put your kids' needs and wants first. Motivating yourself to get up, to have a shower, to brush your teeth, to eat healthily is hard enough. But having to do that for yourself and your children just brings a new level of stress. I've realised there's no way I can possibly motivate my children to do things if I'm not doing them as well. So I know that step one of getting my kids to clean their room is make sure I clean my room and make my bed as well. There's no way my children will have good manners if I don't have good manners. There's no way my children will respect each other if I don't respect them. If I don't model behaviour where I'm respecting my wife and respecting my children and being polite to people, then there's no way they're going to copy that. I've often found just by modelling the behaviour you want to see in your children is the best motivator. I find that instead of shouting at them and getting cross, ignoring the behaviour and praising the good behaviour maybe of their brothers or sisters is actually much more effective. Like all human beings, yourself included, we all sometimes just need that little bit of a push, that little bit of an ego stroke to get us to do things that we often don't feel like doing. I don't always feel like getting up and going to jiu-jitsu. So when my son comes out of school and says, oh, can I miss jiu-jitsu today? I know that actually all he needs is a little bit of a push, a little bit of motivation, not disappointment. Instead of getting upset or disappointed or cross with him for not wanting to go to jiu-jitsu after school, maybe say, okay, I hear what you're saying. You're tired, you've had a long day. Why don't you just get changed in your jiu-jitsu kit and then you can sit and watch? And what you'll find is by the time he's got changed, he's got down there and he's seen a few of his friends running around having a nice time, he wants to get involved. When it comes to motivation, and this is a technique that I think is as helpful and effective to motivate yourself to do things as it is to others, try and do it with kindness. When your kids wake up and say, I don't want to go to school today, instead of getting cross and just saying, well, it's just something you've got to do, listen to them. Give them some time to talk and express themselves and maybe try and meet them halfway. Maybe say, "Okay, well, if you're not feeling well today, maybe let's just get ready to school. Let's go to school. And if you're already sick during the day, you can tell your teacher, maybe she can ring me and I can come pick you up. And nine times out of ten, they get to school, they forget whatever it is they were worried about and they have a nice day at school. When I think about any of the people that have motivated me in the past, my teachers, my friends, I wasn't motivated by being scared of them. I didn't think, oh, I need to do that, otherwise I'm going to get shouted at. Usually I wanted to copy their behaviour. Usually it's because I wanted to achieve something they've achieved. Often it's because I wanted to impress them. If you model the behaviour and set the standards for your children, then there's a strong chance they'll follow suit. And the second role I think you need to master as a dad is that of an enforcer. Enforcer sounds a bit sinister. I'm not sure I'd use the word enforcer. But children, and I think people in general, need to be surrounded by people who are consistent and firm and not scared to grab the nettle and tell someone some hard truths if they need to hear some. I very much doubt that your partner was attracted to you because you were weak. 
I imagine there's a strong chance that one of the reasons your wife was attracted to you is because you were consistent, you were fair, but you were firm. You had standards. You didn't let her walk all over you. You didn't let her disrespect you. And I'm not suggesting that you do that in an aggressive way. But one of the difficult things I think as a parent is actually I think it's more important to be their authoritative role model than their friend. Being their friend comes later. I would consider my mum now one of my friends. But growing up, my parents were firm with me. They were consistent. If I messed up or I was rude, I got disciplined. People need to learn boundaries. There's a quote that highlights this, and I don't think it's ever more relevant than today. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Whenever I see young adults or teenagers out in the street causing havoc or being antisocial, it's too easy to blame the parents. Maybe the parents weren't parented. Maybe their parents weren't parented. One of the best things you can do as a parent is to try and break that cycle, break that chain of bad behavior. Not everyone is lucky enough to grow up in a house where they knew their boundaries, where there were some rules and regulations. They knew they were loved, but they also knew that their parents were in charge and they couldn't run riot. Children need boundaries. People need boundaries. Boundaries, rules and regulations make people feel safe and secure. People are more likely to thrive in a structured society. Anarchy doesn't work. Chaos makes people feel unsettled, as you can see if you look at the world around us at the moment. So when I say enforcer, I just mean be firm, be consistent and maintain the boundaries. Sometimes that's really hard when you're tired at the end of the day and you've just got no energy left. But if your kids learn that dad's actually pretty consistent, if he says no to something, it means no and not in a shouty aggressive way in a firm way when my son's done or said something that's inappropriate or antisocial i've asked him not to do and i've warned him that if he does again i'll take his xbox away and he won't have it for a day well he need to back that up even if backing up means that there'll be an hour of shouting screaming and a bit of a meltdown your children need to know you're in charge by being weak and being a pushover you're not only doing them a disservice you're potentially doing their children a disservice you're setting the standard for your sons and daughters about how to be in the world Successful people are successful because they're consistent in their words and their actions. And the third role I think a dad needs to master in order to be a successful parent is that of a challenger. I suppose you could also say encourager. And you may say, hang on a minute, that's just another word for motivating. But where it's different is for me, motivating is by modelling the behaviour and actions you want them to do. And that being the reason they do it. By challenger, I mean challenge their limiting beliefs maybe of themselves. I remember watching an amazing TED talk about limiting beliefs. And the speaker said, if you were to go into a class of five-year-olds and say, who's the strongest person in this class? All the kids would put their hands up. Who's the fastest? All the kids would put their hands up. Whereas if you were to go into a class of seven or eight-year-olds and said, who's the fastest person? They'd probably point to one child. Who's the cleverest? They'd probably point to a different child. Who's the person most likely to be a professional footballer? They'd point to a child. Who's the person most likely to be a film star? As your children interact with other children, they're going to start thinking, okay, well, I'm not the fastest. I'm not the cleverest i'm not the most theatrical i'm not the bravest i'm not the best at speaking up and it's really important for you to challenge that limiting belief because your children can be anything they want and that's not an annoying motivational throwaway comment it's true hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard and it's true it doesn't matter how naturally gifted you are if you're not prepared to do the work and consistently turn up then you won't be successful i'm convinced that 90 percent of success is just turning up and your ability to deal with the hurdles and the failures and things that you seem as mistakes there's no mistakes it's all learning but when your child comes home and says mm, i can't audition for the school play i'm not good at that i challenge that say well why aren't you good at that maybe it's just a skill you haven't learned yet encourage them to do these things if you see that they just need you to put a perspective on it or give them an example of when you didn't think you 
you could do something and you gave it a go and actually you realise you weren't bad at it or actually you're really good at it. But you'll really help them, not just in their childhood, but in their life. We're all going to try all sorts of things and there are going to be some things that don't work. I have had so many full storms on YouTube channels, on podcasts, on blogs. I've started so many things that haven't worked out. But instead of feeling bad about it or giving myself a hard time, I chalked it up to experience and I tried something else. And there's no guarantee that this podcast or YouTube channel is going to be successful. I've just written a book and there's no guarantee it'll do very well. There's a strong chance the only person that'll buy will be my mum. But it doesn't matter because I've enjoyed the process and I've learned a lot about myself by doing it. So challenge your children's limiting beliefs about themselves because again, by doing it, it might remind you that actually I need to challenge my own limiting beliefs. And the fourth role I think you need to try and master is that of a counsellor. I was really lucky. I grew up in a house where I felt safe to talk to my parents and I still do now. I still ring my mum every week and I'm really honest about the things that I might have made mistakes with. I still ask her opinion because actually your parents know. If you ring up your parents and they ask how things are and things aren't great and you try and pretend they are, they know anyway. They know you so well. They can tell by the tone of your voice. And actually you're doing a misservice. If you've got parents who are in their 70s, that's 70 years of experience they've got. That's maybe 30 or 40 years of experience more than you have. You'd be stupid not to ask their opinion. You'd be stupid not to ask their advice. This isn't an easy thing to do because I don't think we ever stop trying to win the approval of our parents. And we all have an ego. But the times I've really struggled in life, or the times I've got myself in a bad situation, or there's something I'm really worried about, and I've swallowed my pride and wrung my parents, I always feel better. And they feel better. Because they know there's a problem, and they're probably more relieved to know the problem than to try and worry about what it might be and you can model this behavior to your children if your children see that you can ask your partner for help or you can admit your partner you've made a mistake and ask for her help then they'll say oh that's all right that's okay to do adults aren't perfect people aren't perfect people get stuff wrong i think one of the best things you can do for kids is make them feel really safe that they're not going to be judged if they've made a mistake. If something goes wrong and they're worried about it, they can talk to you. And if you can learn to listen to them and not be cross and not shout and be kind and compassionate and congratulate them for having the courage to come and ask for help, then again, you're doing them a real service. So just to clarify, the four roles I think you need to master as a dad, number one, a motivator. If you want your kids to have good manners, to make their bed, to live healthy lives, well, you have to model that behavior first. Role number two, I think you need to be an enforcer. That sounds a bit sinister. (laughs) Maybe you need to be more, you need to be consistent and firm in your approach to parenting. If your kids think you're a massive pushover and they can run right in the house, they won't actually feel as safe as if you're firm and consistent. And that doesn't mean making them feel scared of you. It's making them realize that actually, if I continue to do this, there will be repercussions. Role number three, challenger. And by that, I mean challenge your kids' limiting beliefs. Not only will that help you to challenge your own limiting beliefs, But it'll make them realise that actually there's all sorts of things they can do. Even if they're not the fastest or strongest or cleverest in class, it doesn't mean they can't achieve all sorts of things they might have ruled themselves out of. And role number four, counsellor. If you can model to your children that it's okay to ask for help, it's okay to make a mistake, to admit you've made a mistake and ask for help. If your kids always know that I'm not going to be judged or told off if I've made a genuine mistake, well, that's really helpful. I really hope you got something from this podcast. And as I said, I'm trying to create an online community that genuinely supports parents, specifically dads, and specifically dads like myself, who often struggle with their mental health. If you like what I'm trying to do and want to support me, please follow this podcast, or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. Was there something that I missed out? Was there one role that particularly resonated with you? Where are you in the world? Is there a question you have about being a dad that I might be able to help with? If so, just drop me a comment. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. 
when she says we're helping out at the school fate take a deep breath and meditate and don't worry just be your daddy dad mind matters helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds two podcasts every week on a monday and a thursday